Though Mickey Balder's been dabbling with music her whole life, it wasn't until 2018 when a friendship moment of truth unveiled itself in the middle of a Denver coffee shop. She walked home, wrote a song, and has been writing ever since, now a regular at local music venues around her Colorado home. Mickey writes from a place of vulnerable storytelling, with people and relationships at the core of her music. She's been compared to modern folk bands like the Weepies and Mipso, along with classic songwriters like Joni Mitchell and Paul Simon, but she draws inspiration from all over the spectrum. The swing and soul music of her Lindy Hop days, the earthy folk of Gregory Allen Isakoff and Mandolin Orange, the candor and dry humor of John Craigie, or the heartbreak of Sarah Borellis, to name a few. Mickey Balder is a folky singer-songwriter writing sad songs for happy people, and ever so occasionally happy songs for sad people. Her music is born from a lifelong desire to be a character in a musical, unapologetically singing her feelings for the world through simple and poignant lyrics. I've been thinking about that letter The one you wrote in May Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a song in one week based on a random prompt, then sit down to talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm your host, David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Mickey Balder. Welcome to the show, Mickey. Hi! Happy to be here. Well, well it's great to have you. I've, uh, <laughs> I, just, I just met you just a few months ago uh, at, at Song School, the Rocky Mountain Song School in Lyons, Colorado, uh, down at Planet Bluegrass, and... Um, and here we are. And here we are, because <laughs> I, I, I immediately fell in love with your music, and you've just got oh. uh, an amazing, just your your lyrics are amazing, your your phrasing is is absolutely incredible, and you just write these these really delicate, tender songs that that just pack so much power to them. Feelings, so many feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just, I just, uh, I just really wanted to have you on the show here. It's always nice to get somebody who's who's kind of new on the scene, you know, compared to some of the the more uh, veteran folks that I've had on. Sure, yeah, and, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely still at the beginning, but but I'm getting there. Well, in many ways, you're already there. I'd say from a you know from a songwriting standpoint, you're you're really sophisticated. Um, I'm curious here uh, that that you have a lifelong desire to be a character in a musical. That's in your bio there, and I, I'm I'm curious. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just gone around singing with friends or anything, just as you're walking around downtown? I mean, probably. I'm sure after a drink or two that that. Well, I know that after a drink <laughs> or two that that's happened. Not my own songs. I mean, I think I like. Uh, there are some songs from Fiddler on the Roof that I've been known to sort of sing while walking around but nothing nothing of my own i feel like i would have to go off my rocker a little bit for that <laughs> well have you ever have you ever just started writing a song spontaneously while walking around is that something that, that actually a little bit yes i i used to work for a company that was in new york and um and so i would go i i lived in new york uh i went to college there and moved back for years as an adult but after i moved to denver i would go back every couple months for work and um, it was this beautiful summer night and I had just gone, or I think I was on my way to go see this guy, Lee Volabeck, amazing musician, um, play in Brooklyn. And it was just, I was by the water and I, I don't know, I was so entranced by the city that night. And I, I wrote this song, Towers. It was one of the first songs that I wrote. Um, I don't really play it out very much these days. It's been a long time, um, but, but yeah, just sort of 
writing about the city and I would like jot down notes in my phone as I was walking around. And that was probably like the third or fourth song I ever wrote. Um, so I have done that, but I, I was not singing it while I was walking around. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Cause that's, I, I know something, uh, it's not as, not as common for me these days, uh, at least not since doing this podcast, but, um, with all the prompts and whatnot, but I, but it used to be pretty normal for me to, to be writing songs just when I was out walking, you know, maybe back and forth from work and whatnot. And I was, I always found that to be, uh, where I found most inspiration, uh, you know, back in the early, early days, I guess, of songwriting. So I, I yeah. like the idea of, 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 of running around and actually, um, you know, composing a song on the spot, like you're, you're making a sandwich is like, I'm just making a sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to put some ham on rye, you know, and I, I don't know, but I, I don't know that I'm that quick. Uh, no. I, that's the problem there. I can do that for maybe like a line or two, like every once in a while, I'll do something like that where I'll like sing out a little rhyme that's cheeky and stupid and, and I'll sing it to my friend, but that I can get through about two lines worth of that before it, it, the creativity just goes out the window. <laughs> See, they have like freestyle rap and maybe they should have like freestyle musicals going on, you know, oh, people just man. running around town doing that sort of thing. That'd be kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but that, that apparently is not how you normally write songs. Um, so uh, you, you brought in a couple songs here and I, I figured uh, we should we should use those as a case study here. Uh, the first one that I have queued up here is is Green With Glory. Mm -hmm. And is that on an album yet? No, none of these songs are on albums. All right, uh, well, we're gonna start off here with Green With Glory by Mickey Balder on a future album that has <laughs> not, not yet been started. TBD. That's right. Like a hawk rolling across the mountains, keeping eyes above its kingdom down below till the dark. nothing left but hollow and this is how it goes when you move forward letting go of what you left so put it down change your story life is way too short to carry green with glory time to loosen the ties that you've been wearing like a prize around your neck and put it down turn the green to gold and turn this shit around you're just a strange upon my shoulders but I present no danger 
That was Green with Glory by Mickey Balder. And uh, Mickey, I just have to tell you, um, well, I just, I want to touch on, I absolutely love the way you sing this. Thank you. And, and I, I want to get an idea of, of how much of that is, is sort of uh, built into the song versus you know, how much of it is you sort of develop after you've written the song. I, I mean, one of the things that I, I find really fascinating about the way you sing is that you do, um, there's a lot of kind of long notes. You you hold these long notes and then you have kind of the, these rapid syllables mm -hmm. and you kind of alternate and it kind of creates this kind of, kind of lilting feel in the, in the way that you, you do it. And I, I find that really, really compelling. I, I, you know, we don't, we don't talk, this is not a performance discussion show, but I also, sure, I, yeah. I also like how you're, you know, you, you kind of do a little, you kind of waver between kind of sing singing and, and kind of talk singing and it, and it is kind of the way you kind of go in and out that way. And it reminds me a little bit of, I don't know if you know who Blossom Deary is. No, she, she's so. a, she's a classic uh, jazz singer from, I think the fifties and sixties. Mm -hmm. Um, but she had kind of a talk singing technique that was, I, I find she's one of my favorite singers of all time. Um, 
but but yeah i I just like to understand like some of the surprising phrasing that you do how much of that is intended when you're writing it and how much do you develop after you've written it you know i think it's it sort of comes from marrying the writing with the performing because as a writer i tend to get myself into all kinds of trouble (laughs) (laughs) and I, i don't know if you have this problem but i often more often than not write things that i like that I go to sing and especially to perform and think, why do I do this to myself? Like (laughs) songs that are just so wordy, like I'm running out of breath easily. I mean, I am no like vocal gymnastics kind of singer, but, and by the ends of these phrases, I am just, have just nothing left in the tank. Um, (laughs) But, but I just, I really, I don't know what it is, but I really like to write these sort of like wordy, dense lyrics um and so i think especially with a song like this where there's you know sometimes the wordier stuff for me is a little less emotionally driven um either it's just like cheeky and for fun or you know it's a happy song and a song like this where i somehow like i kept sort of a lot of the wordiness of it but there was so much feeling behind it and then there's still so much feeling behind it that oh yeah i think that's where a lot of the like drawn out stuff kind of comes from is sort of like pulling the performance you know like yes it's it's wordy and i and i sort of like that um that like spoken however i forget how you put it but Uh, talk singing yeah so I, i think it's sort of like that that dichotomy comes from marrying the the way I generally like to write with sort of trying to put some feeling into it and not just getting caught up in the word, you know, the wordiness. Sure. Sure. Makes sense. Well, so, so well, let's go back. Let's take a step back then to the beginning here. What inspired this song? I was up in a house. I was staying in a house in uh, Netherlands um, in the fall. And I feel like a lot of my writing sort of comes from, a specific moment that sort of will trigger some song and this song was kind of a a funny one because it came I I give a different speech about this song depending on who my audience is Um, (laughs) so I've given two versions of this song one um, Hmm. is just that this is a song about an ex of an ex ah okay the other version is that I think one of the really nice things about songwriting is that it allows you to speak to people that you would never actually get to speak to and say things to them that you would never get to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes that presents itself as like rage. Um, You know, like I, I hate you and I want to sing this song about how I hate you. And I would never actually say these things to you, but I'm going to sing them. Sometimes that can end up as compassion. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of where this song had come from was just, this like madness of a story about this ex of an ex that I was dealing with and trying to find it in my heart. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in this house in, in Netherland and it's snowing, which is hard to think about in Denver right now because we haven't <laughs> gotten any snow. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, it's been a surprising year so far. Yeah. Surprising though it may seem it was snowing and I was just kind of looking out over the mountains and thinking about the idea of sort of this, this person that's just sort of keeping tabs on the domain, um, keeping tabs on the mountain, like this hawk that's sort of just like soaring uh-huh. over the mountains and just can see what's going on below. 
And I just, and I've been listening to a lot of this guy, uh, Luca Fagale, awesome songwriter. Um, And he had these really interesting chords. And I find that often the things, the the artists that I love the most are the ones that inspire me to write um, when I'm listening to them. Either Mm. it's like, they'll say a lyric that makes me want, like I'll use that lyric as a springboard or there's something about their, their chords and melody that I find really compelling. And this was one of those ones where it was sort of this, this nice space where I was like feeling all these things about this, this person and, and feeling all of this frustration towards them, but also just like wanting to find it in my heart to like have totally undeserved compassion for them. And also listening to Luca Fagale's music and, and really feeling his, the chords that he was using and kind of the vibe that he had going and and that just felt like it fit what the, yeah. the mood of the topic that you or what you were thinking yeah, about. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. <laughs> well, so when you actually sat down to start writing it, uh, you know, how did that how did that come about? I mean, how did you what was the process there? Um, what was the process? I think I sort of had uh, generally so I know that people go back and forth on on, you know, lyrics first, uh, music first. And at I the feel same like time I, or, you know, right. I sort of tend to write them in tandem. Like uh-huh. if I, if I really think about it, lyrics are almost always where I start. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that was the case here, but it's usually, it's not like, it's not like I'm sitting down writing lyrics and then putting them to melody. Usually sure. I will write down some version of some rhyming lines that are sort of a, framework to work from and then i'll sort of start to sit at my guitar and futz with chords and then try and sort of see what fits and like how i can adjust the lyrics to maybe fit those chords and that was kind of what was happening here was there was it was maybe like a a chord progression or or like some interesting chord i think i was really liking the like c slash g sound Uh uh (laughs) (laughs) um and and just sort of started like had I think had written down the first like uh maybe three lines um and sort of started do, seeing do you remember which which line was what was green with glory like the first uh, line that came up or no I I very rarely write a chorus first I almost oh, always start okay. with verse but I did like the idea because I was thinking about you know this idea of of being jealous and green and Um, you know, I think I had written down something about having like green eyes or, um, Uh and that, you know, felt a a little, a little overdone, but I, I liked the idea of like, sort of carrying this, this like jealousy with pride, Uh uh like the, the weird, the weird feeling of that, of like, why that's not like a thing to carry around with pride of like, just you know, let yourself, let it move on and, and, and let it go. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, the, the chorus really came, I feel like sometimes it gets me into trouble because I'll write verses and then suddenly I, I don't really know what the song is about. Oh, and sure. The chorus really forces you to take a long, hard look about what is the song actually about. <laughs> this was one where I, I kind of knew where I was headed. Um, and so I just sort of wrote those first couple, or I guess verse, two verses, I don't know. Um, and then the chorus from there. 
that's almost always how I write. I usually write in a pretty linear, like verse, verse, chorus for, you know, like straight down. Uh -huh. The only, the only way that I tend to break that up is bridges for me almost always come last. Sure, Just sure. Well, I, I think that's common. So I think much. a lot of folks are like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you hate bridges. Well, well, why, why do you hate bridges? Um, for one, I find that, you know, I, I understand their function. I understand mm -hmm. that they, that they're there to break up the song and that without, yeah. I mean, I, th I think of bridges as, as, and I think a lot of people in two ways, they're there to break up the song and they're there to say anything that hasn't been said. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I've heard, you know, songwriting instructors explain them. But A, sometimes I find that they're like a little too weird. Like yeah. bridges are, are almost, sometimes they're great. Like they're, there's Got a pigeonholed in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's this yeah. band Michigander that has this song, um, uh, East Chicago, Indiana, I think is what that song is called. And their bridge like builds the song. It's the coolest bridge, but I find that more often than not, the bridge is like a little too weird. It's always my least favorite part of the song. Interesting. It, it just like pulls me out of everything that I love about the song. And it's just, I don't know, the pressure of doing something different when mm. I when I already really like what I'm doing, you know, like I like the melody of the verse, I like the melody of the chorus, and then it's like, okay, what am I gonna do with the bridge? Well, now, I, I mean, it's interesting because I mean, there are song styles where, you know, the bridge isn't that important. I mean, uh, yeah. I, you know, certainly, um, I mean, and there's other ways you can break things up. You could break it up with, uh, you know, like an instrumental part or, uh, you if know, I just even band, over the same I would do chords. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, I know I whistle. That's what I do. When I have a song where it's like, I don't want to write a bridge and I just want to have a break. I'll just do like a whistle break. Oh God. Though, nobody wants to listen to me whistle for that this, <laughs> well, Attempt to whistle for that long. Well, I think the the whistling, uh, you know, the, the thing that happens with me, though, is that I'll sometimes come up with a melody with the whistling and I'll be like, mm. oh, I really like that. Maybe I should just add some words to it um, and make it a bridge. Huh. Uh, but there's but the other thing, um, you know, sometimes I find is just if you come up with a uh, kind of an interesting riff that opens the song, you can just sort of repeat that uh hmm. you know after the first two verse chorus progressions sure. and that that'll sometimes you know function basically like a like a bridge or a, or an instrumental break and then some people i i know what they do is they'll uh you know they'll maybe maybe do a little bit of a break but they'll just do like a key change hmm. and that'll be for the last verse chorus progression and that'll sort of create almost like that feel that it'll it'll change the vibe right you know sure so anyway i just I think it's interesting. I know a lot of people hate bridges. And I know when I started writing, I didn't write bridges. And I had a friend who chastised me for it. So I started making a point of having a bridge in every song. But um, but as time's gone on, I kind of I realize there's a lot of song forms out there where and there's or maybe I should say this. There are a lot of ways to not have a bridge and, and still, you know, have a reasonably good song. So I and I know. don't have bridges at all. Sometimes I skip it. The, yeah. the challenge song today, I, I almost skipped it. And then it just, it felt kind of short. And I'll be honest, I don't know that I'm totally sold on the bridge that I went with, but. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon enough. We'll get yes. to that soon enough. Because we're going to have a good story, a good talk about your writing of that, that, that project or that, that song. So, well, here, well, let's, let's move on to your other song here. We've got Constellations by Mickey Balder off of uh, another future album that has yet to be started. Here we go. 
I've been thinking about that letter The one you wrote in May That you passed into my hands Before the sky turned gray And I was 31 then And you were just the same And we were but a few months Imperfect going up in flames but on that day, you wrote to me with stickers and a drawing on the back of all those nights, you fell asleep through movies and how I always cut you slack. Drunken boys all looked up from their class to see stars cause they were growing in our eyes but constellations never last and as the thunder echoed barreling down the hill Heard you laugh into yourself And all of time stood still But as I checked the clock My perfect day was almost through Just enough was left But I had everything in you Cause on that day You wrote to me with stickers And a drawing on Drunken boys all looked up from their class To see stars Cause they were growing in our eyes But constellations never last You probably forgot that you wrote it But I still see it sitting on my shelf Tucked between the manuals and novels To remember when I'm all by myself to me with stickers and a drawing on the back of all those nights you fell asleep through movies and how I always cut you slack and when we sang in harmony 
The drunken boys all looked up from their glass to see stars, cause they were growing in our eyes, but constellations never last. To see stars, cause they were growing in our eyes, but constellations never last. All right, that was Constellations by Mickey Balder. And I love, 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 love this song. You, oh, you, played, it, you played this uh, at song school, uh, I think, several times. And, and I, I absolutely adored it then, and I adore it now. Um, and, and by the way, I should say that I'm, I'm happy that you wrote uh, a bridge for this because I did <laughs> because the uh, the the line tucked between the manuals and novels to remember uh, when I'm all by myself just or or wait 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 I'm sorry but I still see it sitting on my shelf tucked between the manuals and no novels that the the idea that it's just a note that was written you know on this this notebook uh, or that letter I guess um, I I just I just love. I love that image of this this handwritten letter that's that's just right next to all these more official you know you know things. Um, I and wanted it, it just to be cookbooks. I wanted Cook it to be cookbooks and novels, but it didn't quite. Fit. Ah, well, well, a cookbook is a manual, I guess. So. <laughs> True. But I but I just like the idea that you just have that that um, that they're they're the equivalent somehow, or it's just as important as these other things. Um, one thing I have to ask you though about I, th this this is another thing I really love is there's but constellations never last, and of course constellations are one of the most long lasting things you know that we know of, uh, and or slowest changing things. So I, I love the kind of the contrast there. It's it's like you know even if something seems like it's long lasting, it's it's still it's it's not gonna it's not gonna last forever. It's funny, someone someone else called, they called me out on that. I think it was like, um, I played this. I don't remember if I just played it or wrote it for like a songwriting class that I was taking. Uh -huh. And I think it was in that class that someone was like, oh, but those, like, what are you talking about? Those last. And they're like, well, you know, now that I think about it, I guess like stars, like they don't last. They they go away at the end of the night. And well, so. yeah, so that's, well, you see, that's, but I think that's, to me, that's, that's, that's fascinating. And it adds a lot of depth to it because, um, you know, you're talking about these, these, these celestial bodies, which way outlast, you know, um, you know, our, our lives and our, probably our civilizations and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But that's how, that's how love feels, right? It right. feels like it's going to last forever. It feels, you know, in that, that moment of infatuation that, that it's eternal but i but just sort of that realization that it's like well even even those stars even those those constellations they they, they, they come to an end as well yep. and of course if you think of it just in terms of i guess if you think of it in terms of night and day then i guess they disappear on a on a daily basis too and i, I hadn't thought about that but uh but 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 talk to me about the song i want i want to hear all about it how did you how did you come up with this and and is this autobiographical or this you don't have to answer that okay um this it's funny because i was i was talking to a friend about this song and she's heard me play this many times um but i was i was re i pulled out the letter that this song has about huh. um and i had never pulled it out for her and i was basically 
speaking, I, I read the letter to her and then I was speaking the lyrics and sort of pointing out where they had come from. Oh, wow. Um, and I think that, you know, in, in the vein of the like musical theater singing out feelings, like this is very, the lyrics were pulled from, you know, this is, was, it was on my birthday and, and my best friend had written me this beautiful letter and there were these weird coffee stickers on it and he this little drawing on the back of us sitting on the couch and me taking a picture of him asleep because you know he I would literally make fun of him when he would fall asleep <laughs> um and he you know one of the things he said was we used to go sing karaoke at the RIP no longer with us barracudas um and and we would sing wagon wheel and he made some comment in the letter about like us singing harmony singing wagon wheel so like the lyrics really are to some extent pulled from from this letter that is quite honestly tucked in between it's hit it's not you said something about um it being sort of like given the same status it's really more it's hidden um oh it comes okay. out every once in a while i think it's interesting writing and writing about your life is sort of this very fine line and you you have people say oh well you know it can't be too specific because people won't relate um, oh yeah, that's, but then you talk to a lot of songwriters and I think that the, the songs that people tend to gravitate towards are usually the ones that even though they feel so specific to you, there's something about that specificity, um, that resonates with people. Absolutely. Um, well, cause even if, even if that specific detail isn't directly relevant to your life you may you may not relate to the specific detail the specificity is something right. that you relate to so that even if you're you're connected to uh the stickers in this case you know it, it, the other person may have had some uh 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 uh, what do you call it when you you fold up the you know fold up paper into origami? To, yeah, origami. Maybe theirs was origami or something. But it was that was how that note was delivered. But they they just know that you know they may have been an experience. They may have had an experience similar to this where it had that level of detail, that specificity, and they can re they can relate to those details even if they're not the same details they've gone through. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think there. Are, I know of a lot of songwriters that that like to sort of put some distance between, you know, maybe they're pulling from real life, but they're, you know, it's not necessarily all true. Some of it was fudged. Um, I tend to write, you know, I might, I might scrap a detail here and there for like <laughs> manuals fits better than cookbook, you know, stuff like sure. that. But, but I tend to write pretty, I tend to pull from my life. Um, pretty directly um and i thought that this was kind of like a good example of you know once i pulled out the letter my friend was like oh yeah that's sad <laughs> oh well that's uh boy boy I, I suppose it'd be it'd be too much for you to uh, to ask you to actually read the letter so I that we could letter would you be willing to do that so I we could compare it to the song i think that'd be sure. great um so it's for context it's written on what i think is a queso fresco advertisement. Okay. <laughs> I, it has like a picture of a sandwich on the front and this queso fresco ad on the inside. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's got some coffee stickers on it. Um, Not coffee stains, it, but actual stickers. Stickers, stickers. Okay. Um, I might leave out a detail or two. But, That's fine. That's um, fine. 
Mickey, I should have known that we'd make such good friends when you came into the coffee shop asking about blends. I learned you could spin with such style and grace when you came out to dance at that Irish snug place. And while I love playing pool, there's just no better feel than when we hit those sweet harmonies singing Wagon Wheel. The pizza you make is hands down the best. That tiramisu made my heart stop in my chest. Over, please, it says. You are a generous patient and you don't even mind when we watch movies together and I fall asleep every time. Our sunshiny hikes are great, but I won't care if today is wetter because having you around makes life in- infinitely better. That's amazing. Rainy, rainy birthday hike that we went for. That's amazing. Um, that is, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So were you hoping to incorporate as much of that? Because it's, it's already written with rhymes and everything, you know, I mean, was what, I mean, were you originally like just trying to add music to that, that letter or? or, or... I, I did. So I, I wrote this song, I think a year ago. And the letters from, it was my 31st birthday. So it was like three years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and there were many times that I had tried where I had thought about the letter and thought, wondered whether or not I could basically turn it into a song. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of put that idea down for a long time. Um, and then I don't know what it was that got me thinking about it again. Um, but I guess just the idea of like thinking about that letter, uh, you know, the opening of the song. Um, I don't know. A lot of times I, f- I find myself writing about thinking about things uh-huh. um, because it's like, you know, I'm trying to process something and I'm trying to write about what I'm processing, but really all I want to write about is the processing in itself, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I guess that was kind of, you know, I, I tried so many times to to really write a song about the about the letter itself and to put it to words, and it it always felt kind of weird and hokey, and you know, there's such a fine line between. I, I'm always very afraid of the the hokey line. Oh sure. Why did you decide to finish this one compared to some of the other attempts? I think it was like the merging of like the, the letter in a vacuum kind of wasn't, wasn't enough. And so uh-huh. I think to tie the letter to this moment, you know, I, I talked about sort of like using specific moments to like trigger these songs, but I, th- mm-hmm. I think the songs that I like the best are sort of like set a scene. Um, and once I sort of figured out how to, put the letter into the context of like the scene where the letter was given to me and like thinking about this day that, you know, it was my birthday and it was a great day. And it, that was kind of it, but it was like in the midst of all of this like turmoil and all these things that were happening. And, and I think that like using that day, this like very busy, you know, we went hiking in Vale and we went and got drinks and watched a movie. It was just a great, it was just a really nice day. And sort of putting that, it was funny because I, I played this for a, a musician that I had taken a guitar lesson from that turned into like us talking about songwriting because he's a songwriter in his own right. Mm-hmm. And I played this for him and he said something to me where he he wanted me to scrap the last line of the first verse because he thought it was redundant. Um, Cause he was, you know, he- Which which line is that? The from perfect going up in flames? Or... I think maybe that's the one. Cause it was like, oh, well, um, you know, we already know that 
the sky was turning gray. So like, we don't need to know that it was going up in flames. I'm like, no, but, but oh. the sky was literally going gray and that has nothing to do. I, yeah. So I don't know. There's something about setting the scene of this stormy day and are we not allowed to rephrase i mean even if it was you know referring to the same thing is are are we not allowed to uh to say the same thing in two different ways i I don't know apparently not the idea of of... having a verse with three lines uh, just felt very weird i tried it i gave him the benefit (laughs) of the doubt for a second oh he actually just wanted you to take not just the the not just change he didn't want you to change the words he wanted you to just remove it all together and leave a like a a gap oh interesting yeah well i couldn't do it you know that's that kind of suggestion is always kind of interesting i yeah but it's like that's like a you know a major (laughs) you know a change to the melody and everything i mean it really is like a big yeah yeah um yeah but you know i I guess you know you tried it and it didn't seem like it worked and that's that's all that matters you know and and you came up with a a really amazing song as it is thank you Uh, so what are so are there other examples of you taking something quite as as kind of specific as I mean taking like a letter and 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 turning it into a song or the, the closest to that would be actually one of the songs on my EP um dear sir um I talk about it was like I was supposed to go across the country to visit someone and I had I like couldn't sleep and I had woken up and the this song similarly talks about a letter, um, but I uh, the opening of the song is like can't sleep tonight. Got in two hours and woke in a fright, and and talks about how I'm like sitting down and writing this letter to him, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still have the letter. I brought it when I recorded the song in the studio. Um, and that you know that song similarly is very is the details are pretty close to what happened. Um, oh. I generally try and stay, try and stay, especially if I'm like talking about what is in my mind, like a very specific scene or moment or person, I tend to, to stick with the details as much as I can. Nice. Nice. Well, I, I'm going to say this one takeaway I, I've gotten so far from our, our conversation here is to uh, save your letters. I think that's. <laughs> you might get good songs out of them. You never that's, know. That's right. All right. Well, um, we're going to take a short break here, but when we get back, we're going to get to the crux of the matter, which is the oh the challenge song. Uh, so, uh, so everybody get ready. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. I am your host, David Coyle, and I am sitting here with Colorado singer-songwriter Mickey Balder. Mickey, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. So uh, about a week ago. I sent you a set of prompts to choose from uh, that you were uh, to use to uh, to write <laughs> uh, your prompt song. But let's let me read those off real quick. Uh, first off, we had a random picture of a really odd looking frog. It's kind it's really of weird. <laughs> it's not it's not green frog. It's like a kind of an orange and yellow frog with uh, with scales. Uh, maybe it's not actually a frog. Maybe it's a lizard of some sort. I assumed it was a frog. It's definitely weird. It looks like a frog to me, but it's a weird frog. It's one that you don't want to meet in a dark alley. Um, okay, there was a random word, which was hobohemia. Hobohemia, a low-rent district in a city where artistic bohemians and the down-and-outs or hobos mix. All right. 
a random style, write a song in the style of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Random quote, the more I know about business, the more I'm convinced that it is conducted in homes and churches far more than in office buildings. That's a quote from Laura Moncour. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. And then we have the fearless prompt, which uh, is put out every week by Timmy Reardon uh, at TimmyR.com uh, as part of his fearless songwriting program. And uh, the prompt for November 6th, in this case, was drink the moon. And there's a picture of a possum that appears to be drinking something under a tree. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's like drinking a dewdrop or if that's actually a container. But nevertheless, what was the process of choosing the one you decided to go with? <laughs> I went with drink the moon, which sure. I went with drink the moon. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to lie. That was really the old. Well, so I thought about the Lin-Manuel Miranda and I was sort of listening to him, some videos of him talk about songwriting. Because mm -hmm. I love his writing. I, you know, there's Hamilton, but also like um, uh, Moana uh -huh. um, is great. But here's the problem with writing in the style of Lin-Manuel Miranda. He doesn't really have a style. Like his mm. style is excellence. If you listen to him <laughs> talk about how he writes, like some of the songs mm -hmm. from Hamilton and the sheer amount of thought that goes into every single line and every single melody mm. and why he chose which rappers to pay homage to for different, like it's mm. absurd. It is perfection. And I just, you know, I, I dwelled on that for a little bit and just decided I, I couldn't do it. You know, you know what, when I'm, when I'm famous, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all my songs and I'm going to come up with really elaborate stories behind the writing of them <laughs> just to make them seem like I was, you know, uh, infusing them Sheer with genius. perfection. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That was, everything was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that, that may very well be the case with him. I mean, there's, he's pretty brilliant. So, but, but you decided not to do that. I did. Yeah, but you did go with Drink the Moon. Yes. Now, I, well, let's talk about where it went. <laughs> from there how far from the prompt we ended up yeah <laughs> so yeah you know i started i i dragged my feet a little on this i i'm terrible at writing with prompts um i've done it a Have few you, times you've done it a few times okay yeah I, I took a songwriting class last winter and i've done a few sort of songwriting challenges um that sometimes I bail out of halfway through because I remember how much I hate writing with a prompt. Um, <laughs> what, what about time limits? Do you work with time limits very often? Uh, sometimes, but not usually. The songs that, you know, there are a lot of songs that I write that just come together super quick. Uh -huh. um, and I find that I don't really need a time limit. So I, I picked the prompt and I started writing a song that it was something along the lines of like, if you, like I would drink the moon if you were drinking too. It was like something like that, where it was uh -huh. like, I would follow you. I would, you know, I would do whatever for you. And that, you know, it was okay. And I, if I hadn't th thought of anything else, I probably would have just ran with that. And then a friend of mine had broken up with someone recently and it was just, the whole thing was so ridiculous. And I, st I wrote something like, if you like you would drink the moon if you thought it made you look cool 
Um, and I was going to write this song about this ridiculous person. Um, and I, and I kind of steered away from that. And then I sort of started thinking about these two situations and the two people and how they were both going through something very different, but also sort of similar in that they were both sort of putting up whether they realized it or not with people that were kind of crappy and they were both putting up with these situations that they were completely undeserving of. Um, and, you know, not to get into like what anyone deserves, but like these two wonderful people that were kind of being treated like crap. Um, and I started to write this song. Okay. Yes. Well, let, let me, let me stop you right there and let's listen to the song okay. <laughs> and then we'll, and then we'll hear more about how you put it together. So, so this is Vantage of My Heart by Mickey Balder, and it is her contribution to the to the song challenge this week, uh, based on the song prompt, Drink the Moon, except it's not based on that. Well, it we was, just heard it that. It came from that. It came yeah. from that. It ultimately <laughs> came from that. So, all right, here we go. Vantage of My Heart. Of my heart. 
That was Vantage of My Heart by Mickey Balder, her contribution to the uh, song challenge this week, and uh, uh, spawned ultimately from the <laughs> prompt, Drink the Moon, but not 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 ultimately using the prompt. But uh, but yeah, this, uh, wow, I, I love the, uh, the concept of, I mean, just the, the lines, I hope you know this suffering was never made for you. Uh, it'll surely make you stronger, but that doesn't make it true. Just the, I mean, just from a philosophical sense, the idea that, you know, sometimes this 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 wisdom that you're gaining is 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 built on on false you know pretenses. Just just that alone has just got me uh, just got me thinking a lot from this song. So, um, but this is this is wonderful. Uh, why don't you why don't you walk us uh, walk us through uh, the process here? Um, <laughs> once you did decide what you were going to write about, what how did how did you go about it? Um, this was kind of a funny one because I started with the what i guess i never really know what like where you draw the line of first first second first but the verse after the <laughs> chorus um the lines from where i'm sitting it originally they were from where i'm sitting i can see it oh so clear if a picture's worth a thousand words i'd write a book for you my dear great line. um and that was where i started and then i struggled <laughs> uh, yeah and i could not figure out what i wanted to say after that i was kind of you know i went down this line of like sticking with the book thing and trying to talk about like a, a fairy tale or like I said something about like villains and someone being evil. And I sent it to my friend who I often will send her songs that I'm working on oh, just interesting. As, as a, you know, like, what do you think? Um, or like, what do I do with this? What should help? Let, let's talk about that a bit. I, it's always interesting to me to hear how people use their musical support system. So, so you actually will send uh, songs that are in process to friends. Yeah. So one yeah. friend in particular, um, I've had a couple of people sort of over the years, but one friend of mine, and it's interesting cause she will often communicate on this, this app, Marco Polo. That's like mm -hmm. video back and forth. Um, and which is really nice because you don't have to worry about how long it is. And you, yeah. know, you send people videos and the phone tells you it's too long. And, um, but so she, she was talking today about how she's heard a lot of the stories that I've written these songs about. 
And she's really one of the only people that sort of knows both the context of what I'm writing about as it happens, as I sort of relay these things that happen in my life and also hears the songs as they progress and sort of then what they turn into. And you said she's a songwriter as well? No. Oh, interesting. So this no, is a non-songwriter. A non-songwriter, oh. just a friend. Um, okay. Yeah, I generally don't, every once in a while, I'll send a song to a songwriter or a musical person. Like sometimes my producer, I'll send songs to just like, hey, what do you think? But I very rarely send an incomplete song to songwriters. Huh. Um, but so this song in particular was a lot of me sending this friend videos of just like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, and so I sent her the first two lines and I, I sent her, it was like something about, like I said, you know, villains and evil. And she was like, that got dark really fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, maybe that's not the route we go. Um, and I, you know, I was, sometimes when I get stuck, what I'll do is I'll write, I'll just start writing and I'll write like, okay, what am I actually trying to say? Um, not in the form of lyrics, not trying mm-hmm. to sound creative, just like when push comes to shove, no lyrics aside, like, what am I actually trying to say? Like, what do I actually, what am I actually feeling or thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was sort of when I put together these two people that I really wanted them both to know that they deserved better. Um, mm. And I, you know, sort of had blocked out like, okay, well, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, you're awesome and you deserve more. And also like, you know, this person, like it sort of also went down this, this train of like, you know, when I was thinking about like, I can see what's happening and I wish that you could see it too. Uh About like, okay, what is that? Like, what can I actually see it? Can I see just that you're great and you don't realize it? Can I see that you are being, you know, manipulated and you don't realize it. And so sort of trying to like distill down what of that I actually wanted to say. And some of it came, so my friend was making fun of me because I'll often, not often, but sometimes, and I find sometimes my best songs, I'll write in the shower. Uh Uh-huh, oh, sure, yeah. And the first two verses of this, I wrote, I was just like sitting in the shower. <laughs> do, you, do you take longer showers when you get inspired? I do. And I like, it's not like <laughs> I keep my phone in the shower or anything. Oh, sure. But I think there's something about just like not having any distractions. Uh-huh. Um, and the acoustics and, are great. Yeah. And you're sort of like this song, I've been working on it all weekend. So it's just been like stewing in my brain and I'm in the shower and I start sort of talking through these lyrics and rhyming them out. And I like get up and run and go grab my phone. And I like jot something down and I get back in the shower and I keep writing and I'm like, go get my phone again. (laughs) Uh, And that's where the two verses came from. And then I realized maybe that they should go at the beginning. Um, And then the, the second half of the other verse where I had originally started that was like, I was really dragging my feet. I think that was, I had asked you, does anyone ever come to this with an incomplete song? Because I just <laughs> couldn't figure out how to finish that. And I was on my mountain bike yesterday. This was which, which, which line? Where are we at, was, at this point? Um, uh, but maybe you, maybe you need answers that you're not, you're ready for that. Part. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and I was on my mountain bike and it was like the first 10 minutes of the ride. And I was singing this song. It was stuck in my head. I was just singing it over and over again. Um, and, and it was again, sort of that feeling of like, what am I actually trying to say here? Um, 
and I was sort of looking at some of the notes I had because I usually write in like a iPhone like notes app and I'll like start jotting down ideas huh. and then I'll sort of put lyrics into that. Like anyone that gets generally when I send people lyrics with the exception of you, um, they'll be like, it'll be like a line and then there might be like a word in parentheses because I'm like trying oh, that out yeah, instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of this other word or like there might be a whole phrase in parentheses uh -huh. or you might see like a phrase, a line and then another line indented below it because I'm like- And this is on your phone you say you do it this way? Or yeah, 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 just okay. the notes app. Um, and so I was sort of looking at some of the notes that I had written at the top of that of like, you know, maybe you're not ready to hear because there, I've been talking to friends a lot recently about sometimes you have to get to, you have to get to things on your own. And like, even though you want to tell your friends, whatever you want to tell them the truth, you want them to know, you want them to understand. Um, sometimes either you have to keep that to yourself or you can say mm -hmm. it, but you have to know and understand that like, it's maybe not going to resonate and that person has to get there on their own. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of something that I'd written down at the top and, and that was, you know, I was on my bike and and I had that line, like, maybe you need answers that you're not yet ready for. And I was like, ah, the end of the verse. <laughs> so that was on my mountain bike. So once you got the, so once you got that verse done, then you felt like the rest of the song was going to come pretty. Yeah, I mean, that was basically it. And then I sort of, it was like three minutes long and I was like, do I want a bridge? And I kind of wrote the bridge that I go back and forth on, but you know. And that was one, you actually wrote the bridge this morning, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> so. Yep. I would you, I, I really, I really want to know a little bit more about um, how how you you use your friend, your your non musician friend. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when when you do send her the stuff, what what kind of feedback are you looking for from her? That's a good question because sometimes I'm not specific about that, and sometimes she gives me feedback that I don't want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sure. I mean, often I'm not really looking. I don't know. Sometimes it's not so much feedback that I'm looking for. Just, hey, like, is this any good? Uh, uh -huh. Which I realize she she's someone that I met not this past summer, but the summer before, and she's been very present, sort of in my songwriting uh -huh. career. Um, and she's been very vocal about, you know, she refers to herself as my number one fan, which I'll give that, I'll give her that. Um, and so I always be, be careful. Cause what, what'll happen is a bunch of people will become really big fans and they'll expect <laughs> you to share their works in progress with them. So it might be dangerous. I think people make Patreon accounts for that. <laughs> that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> These uh, days you do have to kind of the, the, the process, uh, those process posts are pretty ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. She's my number one fan and she, I struggle with sharing music with people sometimes because I don't necessarily trust them to be honest. Uh, um, yeah. I was going to say, I don't trust their opinion, but it's not that I don't trust their opinion. I don't always trust people to be honest. I think it's very easy for people to say, Oh, this is great. I'm like that's not what I'm looking for. And Oh, sure. Because she is someone that, I know really enjoy, I mean, like similarly, like you were very vocal from the beginning of like, oh, I really like your music. Um, and so I, I trust you when you tell me that you like a song because I, I feel like I have you calibrated, if that makes any sense. <laughs> okay, um, I like it. And that's because she's been so vocal about liking my songs. I know that I, I trust her when she says that she doesn't, that like maybe it's not a good one. Um, 
And that's usually why I sent her things sort of as like a, a litmus test. Like she kind of helps me gauge like do these, you know, the stuff that you already like, does this sort of hit the same caliber? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, 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 that's really interesting. I, I, I like that. I mean, that's a, I would be scared to death to do that. <laughs> I don't do that for a lot of people, but she is but, one of the rare people that I will do that. But for. it's cool that you have somebody that you you, you trust like that. I, I mean, in fact, I I don't even know if scared's the word, but I kind of, when I'm writing a song, I absolutely do not want feedback because I'll be, uh, I'll be sitting there and I'll, I'll know that something's questionable and I'll be like, I want a chance to work this out before anybody else hears it. Um, sure. And, and part of that is also like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by songwriters and I, I, I worry about, I don't want to accidentally fall into a co-write, um, oh, yeah. you know, but, you know, cause, that, cause you know, you have a lot of opinionated folks and they've got their, you know, and they're able to come up with a whole bunch of stuff, you know, yeah. real quick. So that, that, that's kind of tricky, but, but I, I like the idea of, you know, showing it to a lay person. I, I'm a little, I'm a real believer in, in directed critiques, you know, mm -hmm. asking, you know, really specific, well, one, just saying what kind of feedback you want from people. Cause I think, you know, most songs, you know, if somebody listens to it, you know, they say it's great because, you know, it it's it's perfectly fine. You know, right. there's it's nothing not bad, <laughs> but but they, they may not necessarily, you know, give it, you know, a, a really, you know, in-depth listen, you know. Yeah, I think it's also to some extent. So I'm an, an engineer during the day um, and oh, they have this term, um, what they refer to as like a rubber ducky. Uh -huh. Um, where sometimes when you're working through a problem, you need a rubber ducky, you need someone to talk to, to like mm -hmm. explain, you know, like you might think you need help, but really what you need is just to like, say it out loud Oh, and oftentimes. Yeah. And it's either like, you know, I have a lot of like many engineers, like a literal rubber ducky on my desk. Um, but sometimes it's just like, you talk to people, you're like, I need help. You explain the problem. You might type out what the code is. And then you look at it before they even have a chance to say something. And you're like, oh, of course I see what the problem is. Um, and I think to some extent, my sharing music with her also is like that, because especially with this song, I will often send, you know, before she even has a chance to respond, I've sent her a chunk of a song frantically like, I don't know what to do with this. It's driving me crazy. And then like 20 minutes later, she already has a different version. I mean, she must have gotten, she's probably so sick of the song because she must have gotten like, <laughs> I kid you not, 20 videos of me singing it. Just like, what about this first? Or like, what about this? Like, no, don't even watch that. I don't like that one. She's like, oh, I already listened to it. <laughs> so I think some of it is that too. It's just like, sometimes you just have to like put it out in the world just, just to get it out in the world. Sure. No, that's I, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I I like the idea of yeah talking to the rubber ducky. It's just like when your teachers used to make you teach the class, right? You know, and then you know you never learn it more than when you're teaching the class. Yeah. But yeah, that that makes so using 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 them as a sounding board. That's yeah. that's kind of well. What happens just out of curiosity? What happens when she? You said that she sometimes says stuff that you don't want to hear. <laughs> what what happens when, when there's a clash? When she tells you, "Oh, I really hate that," but you really love it. What, how does that work? Um, sometimes I ignore it. You know, like there was a song, this song "Undone" that I wrote. Um, I think you've heard that. That I. I was playing it over the summer uh -huh. and I sent it to her and she was actually comparing it to constellation. She was like, this sounds 
just like the chorus of constellations. <laughs> okay. And I basically was like, huh, you know, you're right. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I like this one better. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes more often than not, I, I trust her, trust her opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's like a yay or nay. Um, and, it, and sometimes it helps because I think it's also a good reminder that while I would love to love all of my songs, I also can realize that other people sometimes like some of my songs more than I do. Oh, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I have one mm-hmm. song, the song that I talked about um, a little bit ago, Dear Sir, on my EP, uh-huh. that I referred to through the entire recording process as the ugly cousin of the EP. Um, <laughs> to the point that I, a coworker of mine um, was like, I've been listening to your EP in my car and it's so great. Dear sir is hands down my favorite. And I left um, and I literally went and searched in my phone, ugly cousin, and was able to find a text thread with my producer where I had literally referred to this song as the ugly cousin <laughs> and sent it to my friend. But you know, I've had people that say that that songs that are not my favorite are theirs. Um, and so I can also appreciate that, that like maybe if I'm unsure about a song and she says she loves it, that like maybe it's better than than I, I, you know, realize. I, I totally get that. And, and uh, well, I mentioned my Song a Day January project, and that was what, part of that project is I, I don't only have to write the song, but I have to post the rough draft every night mm-hmm. uh, as a video. And um, that, that was eye-opening to me because what I found was that a lot of stuff that I hated or I thought was really questionable were were sometimes things that other people really really loved you know the most and and i I, what the 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 lesson that i kind of learned from it was that how i feel while i'm writing a song doesn't really reflect the quality of the song so so it's like i mean i may have hated you know just the process may have just been so aggravating and there's a lot of that emotion that care that i that i attached to the song because it was such a pain to to birth it, you know, yep. <laughs> and and so I, I I don't like it because I know the full process, but the right. final pro- the the final product actually may be perfectly fine. I've had I've had some a couple really bad co writing uh, sessions with people where I just was snapping at the person. We didn't like each other, and then you know afterward it's like, oh well, this is actually a really good song. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we actually we actually did produce something really good. So it I don't know. That's that's always always interesting to me. So. So that's pretty cool how you use a, a sounding board. Uh, I, I, for me, I, I kind of try to find honesty more through like getting multiple perspectives mm. on things. I kind of feel like, you know, uh, you know, people may lie, but if, you know, if everybody's telling you the same lie, then maybe there's some truth to it. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, well, so, okay, let's, Let's get on here to to this part here. I guess I, I ask everybody who comes on the show, do you consider this to be a complete song? And if so, how would you go about, you know, taking it from here? I think I would consider it to be complete. It is complete enough that I would play it at an open mic. And that is generally how uh-huh. I 
decide that a song is complete enough. You know, oftentimes, especially with virtual pandemics, you know, uh, in the past sure. year or so, it was there was always like a, a scramble to finish something to have something new to play. Uh-huh. And like I'd be finishing a bridge, you know, right before like, okay, it's done, it's good enough, I can play. It. <laughs> um, but do you change it? I mean, I mean, do you, I don't. So you don't I'm let it sit always, in a drawer. You actually no. go out and perform. And do you do you? Uh, I mean, does the performance itself kind of lead you in a direction like saying, ah, I need to tweak? The, I mean, you certainly sang things a little different than what you have written on the page here. Uh, so that's probably something that you determine through uh just performance right yeah i mean or maybe not I'm, this one i'm sorry one of the other songs i guess you had uh this one you pro i think you did do it more or less the way that it's written here but in one of the other songs earlier you you were singing it different than the the printed lyrics oh interesting and that usually uh oh no it was in this case because you actually you know you have stronger and oh, all that of was the ones, one thing I, I noticed wiser yeah. was yeah 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 so i mean is that one that spontaneously came? You know, no, I just copy and pasted the chorus for your lyrics and forgot oh, okay. that I changed. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, no, I'm not really the spontaneous. I don't, I don't, I don't do well with spontaneous decisions like that. Um, I think it's, you know, I struggle with revision because I find that I, you know, like I said with the like putting things in parentheses, I find that I'm usually revising pretty aggressively as I go. You know, I'm definitely not the uh -huh. like, get a first draft down quick and then start editing. I feel like I'm constantly editing as I'm writing. I'm always sure. you know, like, oh, this is a better word here. Oh, this line would be better. I'm not always good at going back and like really taking a, a close look at things. Mm -hmm. You know, the last song, Consolations is a good example because like the second verse, the verse after the chorus in that song, I don't really like that verse that much. Mm. And I often don't play that song because I don't like that verse that much, even though Ooh. people often tell me that they really like that song. And I just don't have it in me to go back and try and find something okay. better. <laughs> okay. Let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at this here. The, so that was, and echoed. as the thunder echoed barreling yeah. down the hill, heard you laughing to yourself and all of time stood still so is it just that one or the, the no, next the, one too? The second one too, yeah. But when I checked the clock, my perfect day was almost through. Just enough was left, but I had everything in you. Like, I don't like that that much. Um, well, what don't you like about it? What what's what stands out is... I think some of it is it loses a little of the specificity. Like, mm. you know... I am, there was sort of, you know, like it was starting to thunder and pour and we were running down, but it just... It also, for me, it like starts, I mentioned hokey earlier and it like starts to like creep towards hokey for me, the like, oh, I had everything. And it's just like, mm. it feels a little too melodramatic and it like loses, it, I like the rest of the song and it feels like it doesn't quite match up. Um, Is it something that you think you'd ever sit down and actually you know, you know, I, I don't know. I would love to say yes, but I've been sitting on this song for over, for like a year and a half and I haven't. So, yeah. Yeah. You do, know, do, do, so is it pretty much once you, once you start playing it, are you pretty much done with the song? Kind of. Yeah. You know, I, to the point that like, I had a song that I went to record, I was going to record for my EP and my producer basically said like, okay, but like this chorus could use some tweaking. And the idea of going back and tweaking it sounds so exhausting <laughs> that I left it off the EP. 
Um, so, you know, maybe if I went to record this, I would really take a, a comb and, and try and make it better, but. Well, did your producer want to tweak it? I mean, was it just tweak it so that it would work better from a recording standpoint no, or was think, he giving you a bunch of unsolicited advice about I mean, the song? <laughs> no, I think it was like, um, she thought that, I mean, that was sort of a different example because it was the, the melody of the chorus. She thought maybe needed to be like more different from the verse or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, and that's actually one of my critiques of the, the challenge song. Is ah, yes. Let's go back the to that. Verse and the chorus are, the verse and the chorus are a little similar um and the the bridge but uh you know bridges for me are one of those things that i i very mm. rarely write a song where i think like yeah that bridge is solid sometimes <laughs> there are a couple there are two songs in particular that i really like the bridge but you know more often than not i'm like eh, the bridge is fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean i understand the the wariness of bridges because you'll I mean, I'll, I'll hear it in re some really popular songs where it just yeah. seems like they've just been kind of thrown in there. And it's just because eh, we have to write a bridge. We're expected to write a bridge. So we, we threw it in there. I always yeah. think of that Billie Eilish song. Um, the one that's really heard like really big song, but where the bridge is like, uh, I'm the bad guy or something. Yeah. And that bridge, every time it gets to the bridge, I hate that bridge. And I, it does, it break us, breaks up the song, mm. but I always change it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that now. So yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to hear you try some alternatives other than, other than doing bridges. I think, you know, there might be, uh, I don't know. I've, I, I used to, boy, this was, I haven't done this a lot lately, but I used to just go off on, instead of doing a bridge or when, maybe I should say this, in, when I would do a bridge, it would just end up being its own final verse. It'd be almost like a coda, mm. you know, it'd be like. I've done that a lot, like a down verse or, yeah. Yeah. That's almost what this turned into. And frankly, I've been playing a little bit with like a fiddle player and an uh, electric guitar player. Uh -huh. And I find that like having them around, you know, it's nice because you can sort of throw a solo in instead of a bridge. So uh -huh. but when it's just me, it's that's less exciting. Have you ever have you ever taken one of your songs that you don't like the bridge? And when you have somebody accompanying you, you just take the bridge out and say, hey, play a solo here. No, <laughs> but someday, who knows? <laughs> well, this is this is a great song. And, and uh, um, I, I really like it. So uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see where. Uh, well, I guess this is this is pretty much where it's going to be, is what it sounds probably. like. Probably. So, do you think this is something that you would play out? I mean, you I'll think you'll play it for play audiences? It on, yeah, I'll probably play it on the open mic on Wednesday. All right. Oh, very good. All right, right away. Just get it in. Oh there, yeah. So. Well, all right. Well, um, as 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 is custom, yes. I also wrote a song uh, to the same prompt. Though in my case, I actually did write it to the prompt. To um, be fair, I would like prompt implant like. No, the more I think about it. A prompt is just like a prompt to get you writing. Absolutely. There's nothing to mm -hmm. say that, I mean, it's not like you, I've had prompts where it's like, use this title in the song. Some people do that. Yeah, there are some groups that are very strict about that. But yeah. this is just like a prompt to get you writing. As far as so, I'm concerned, absolutely. Yeah. For all I, for all we know, I did start with Drink the Moon. You did. So it did. Okay. <laughs> so it was from that prompt. Well, I should say, yeah. I, 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 I stuck a little closer to the prompt, I think. Maybe I'll just I did put it have way. a verse that had the line Drink the Moon in it, and uh -huh. I just I ended up scrapping it. It just uh, felt too contrived. Totally fair. No, I, 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 I've had 
there there are several songs uh, that I've done on this this show that uh, yeah I, I definitely just it, it took me someplace different or I mean sure. you know oftentimes you'll have like the prompt itself will end up maybe being in the song but it's a very small part mm. or I'll be writing it and I'll be like well that inspired it but I really don't even need that image I'm just gonna take it out you know right um, I mean you know sometimes we have like these goofy words I, I have this weird word random weird word generator that i use and sometimes the words are so weird that you can't use it but yeah. just use you know taking it and you know there's something sing-songy about it that sort of inspires something else but no nah, no i'm i'm totally please <laughs> go off on wild tangents if you you know anything that produces creativity is is uh that's that's the goal right there all right this is my contribution to the song challenge this week this is called crater and is by yours truly based on the prompt, Drink the Moon.
All right. That was Crater by yours truly. Uh, it was my contribution to the song challenge this week, uh, which was uh, based on the prompt, Drink the Moon. So uh, I know you didn't have a chance to listen to this uh, before before the show, but uh, just just before I go into my, my whole spiel, uh, was there anything that stood out to you about the song? finger picking pattern. I love it so much. There's like, I don't know what it is, but it like, it like reminds me of just like all those sort of, I don't like you picture like TV and like not real going on the moon, but just like in it, I've been watching it, this telenovela deal recently where he oh. plays a, a space astronaut. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and he's like, there's like a spaceman. And he's, he's <laughs> works. and he's like floating through space. And it's just like, that's what it makes me think of this, like very like floaty exploratory. Ooh, ooh. Um, also, I can't believe you wrote this in like a night. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I've kind of, I've gotten really lazy about these, <laughs> about these prompts. I, I, I think, like uh... toiled over my song all week and you wrote this in a <laughs> well, I, I spent I, I spent like four or five hours on it. It's not like I just okay. threw it together. So, um, okay. but that's that's kind of standard one day songwriting for me, anyway. Uh, I know Timmy Reardon says write in forty five minutes or something like that, Oof. but I'm like, ah, no, I'm not gonna. No. <laughs> or 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 Steve Poltz, I think. At uh, did you do his class at uh, song school? Did I've taken I took one class from him. Yeah. Didn't he make you write like a twenty minute song or something like that? I mean, a no. song in twenty minutes. No, the only class I took from him was, which was great, actually. It's one of the only prompts I've really liked, and it was to go write a song a cappella. Um, oh, okay. And so everyone went off and was like snapping in the woods, and <laughs> it was great. I loved that class. Well, this was a, this was a, um, I mean, okay, I wrote this in one night, but I started thinking about it before that. And uh, okay. what, what happened here was, um, okay, I, I have to confess, this is like, the fourth moon related song that I've written this year. <laughs> and, uh, and, and probably if you just take astrological or astronomical, you know, imagery, it's probably the fifth or sixth. And I was kind of like, Oh God, I got to do another moon song. Do I have, can I do another moon song? Moon prompts out. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> this was, this is, I, I blame Timmy Reardon for this. It was his prompt. Um, I, the only thing that occurred to me was, you know, drink the moon. I was just imagining like a crater being full of some sort of alcohol. So that image yeah. kind of came to me early in the week. Um, but I didn't know where I was going with that. Uh, however, I was watching uh, uh, Rick and Morty. I know not mm -hmm. everybody, that's not everybody's cup of tea, but I was watching Rick and Morty and they had this amazingly beautiful song uh at the end of the show i mean it was just absolutely stunningly beautiful and i i, I looked to find it find out that it was by a, a singer songwriter named uh i think it's kishi bashi hmm. and uh the the specific song they played was i am the antichrist to you but it's uh which sounds like some sort of metal song but it's not it's this absolutely gorgeous song where he's got these high falsetto vocals going on and it's got uh, I, I'm gathering a string quartet playing and, and it's got this kind of pizzicato strings going on for part of it. And then they bring in, you know, a, you know, more of the, the bowed stuff as well. Sure. That was what I was totally inspired by that. I, I started listening to a bunch of his music and uh, I, I, I loved that 
that kind of string quartet uh, sound, spe- specifically the the pizzicato stuff. I really liked the uh, the falsetto too, and uh, I had uh, John Lynn on a couple episodes ago, and mm-hmm. we were trying to do uh, we were supposed to write a song in the style of Bon Iver, and he does oh. a lot of the falsetto, yep. and and just like and so I was trying to write a song with falsetto. Uh, and the same thing happened with this song is happened there is that, you know, I start off with a really strong falsetto, but by the time the song is written, I can't do it anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is this, this version of the song, uh, is the, is the, the low, the lower, uh, uh, v- uh vocal version of it. I'd, I'd like to get a, if I ever finish one of these songs, uh, with two days to go before the show, um, then I'll, I'll probably record it the way it's intended but uh imagine this song with with high high falsetto and it 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 maybe captures a little more the feel that i was going for but the pizzicato strings i you know i actually took the um i took my capo and put it up to the seventh fret Mm -hmm. uh which is supposed to put you into ukulele mode however i'm already i'm already like down tuned like a full step so that's not quite the same but mm. but that's how i got that that kind of pizzicato sound sure. uh like you're plucking a violin or something and yeah. i had to change my i have a standard finger pattern where i you know uh i'm usually going thumb first and then you know fingers above it and mm. this one i i really because i needed to i needed to to start first with uh you know my middle finger and work my way down to the thumb and so i had to i had to change my standard finger picking pattern and and that that actually took that was a huge that was a huge (laughs) it was a huge part of the the composition of this thing was just trying to figure out how i was going to play this guitar part and I, I sometimes hate that because there, there's sometimes I'll write a song and it's built around a guitar part. And then when it gets time to recording, I just can't do it. And I come up with something that's less cool. But but sure. this one. Yeah. So this was this was like that. Um, and then, you know, I had that image of, you know, using craters in, in, in place of cups and mm. and I started writing it. Uh, and, and it's really kind of. You know, I didn't know what it was about at first. It was just like you were saying, kind of wordplay. Um, and I was just trying to use kind of moon and astronomical imagery. Uh, and then I, I did have a concept about what it was about. However, once I finished it, I changed my mind about what it was about. And I decided, actually, I think it would be better if it was about this instead of that. And I'm curious, after listening to this, what do you think was going on in the song? What was it about? What do you think the theme is? Or do you think there's a theme? I didn't think there was a theme, but now I do because you said something. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. But you didn't think there was, a, you didn't, you didn't think of it as having a clear theme. So that's, I that's mean, a- I, like it was like, I got, you know, I think, think a lot of the like turning away from you. I just sort of picture like drinking with this like crater of wine and just like t- being sad and like needing to like, turn away and like walk away from someone um well that's how i okay so that's that's kind of how i was thinking about it uh that that's what i ended up intending the song to be was that it was basically about like like kind of an unrequited love type of thing or somebody who's having a hard time kind of expressing themselves and so they drink themselves from their sorrow a little bit more Mm. but then i was thinking now i want this to be a song that's kind of actually about about alcoholism 
and that mm. the I, I will never turn away from you. It may be more like I can't, uh, you know, from I, the alcohol I itself. can't turn away from you from, from the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> that the you is actually the alcohol. So mm. so I'm thinking about going back and 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 rewriting, rewriting it or tweaking it anyway. That with could be cool. That theme in mind. Um, so anyway, that's that's how I put it together. And um, do you think you'll go? Do you think you will go back? Like, do you usually go back and 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 like rework these songs or usually is kind of uh, a, a tricky, tricky thing. I'd say <laughs> depends because I've, I, right now I'm actually dealing with a huge backlog of songs that I, mm. I, I would like to go back and do some revisions, but I haven't. And so it might be a while before I really do it, but, but the way it'll, you know, before the pandemic, what it would be is I would write all these songs in January or whenever. And my goal would be to play them at least once uh, during the year at a, at a mm. live show. And I'd usually do some minor revisions before I got up there. But sometimes when you play it, um, more revisions become apparent. And also, you know, you get feedback from the audience and they'll tell you, oh, I really like this line that maybe I didn't like. But now that right. I know that that's their favorite line, well, I guess that stays. Right. And <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh so, but this one, yeah, definitely. I would say that this is on my slate of, I I like this song enough that I would want to play it. Mm. Just be, if only because of the, the guitar part, I think is really different for me anyway. Um, cool. And it creates a, creates a, a thing. And uh, the melody is a little different than, than, than what I've had. So I, I like the song and I, I like the, the metaphors. So um, yeah, I think, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll take a crack at revising it and, Add it to the backlog. Add it to the backlog, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and the big question is, will I actually be, uh, will I be too lazy to actually put the chords in tonight? I've that's been a big problem. Is I'll oh, I'll write the yeah. lyrics up, and then I'll have to go fishing for the chords to add later, and that can be a problem. My solution to that is, I take whenever I write songs, I take video because I I'm not a particularly yeah. I don't always know even what chords I'm playing. So I'll take a video of the guitar and it's not always super clear, but I'll say like, okay, I'm either like I'm playing a C here or like I'm playing this weird thing where my pinky is here and my first finger is here. Just so I, yep, I at least yep. have something to go back and look at. You're very, uh, that's wise. <laughs> that's very wise. I know with my uh, January song, you know, project that I, that's built into it that I do a mm. recording and I learned the first year, it's like, yeah, you got to get your you know, finger, you know, fingers clear in that video. So, yep. you know what you're playing. Um, unfortunately for the podcast, <laughs> I send yep. only audio <laughs> to people and I have not been, uh, uh, following my due diligence there. And, uh, yeah, so it's been a little bit trickier, but at the same time, I actually, I usually write down the chords better. It's, but you're right. If you do something a little bit, you know, quirky, it can be kind of yeah, difficult to I'm figure playing. that out, <laughs> especially if you don't know what the name of the chord is or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to take this. I think, um, let me see, I should do my self-critique here. Yeah, I think I want to rewrite it from the perspective of an alcoholic. And that, uh, so that's one thing. My biggest biggest complaint on the lyrics is, I, and I'm drowning, like I'm swimming in the Milky Way and I'm drowning in my booze. And that really sang badly. I don't like the mm. way that sang. And it's like booze is kind of, I think That's the lines weird. before that are fine. They say that orbits must decay and find a place to crash. That doesn't quite make sense because there's no subject there. Should be something like uh, all things that orbit must decay. All things that orbit must decay. I don't know. I but I feel like there's no subject in that line because uh, an orbit is not a an orbit's 
not really a subject. It can't crash. Well, anyway, mm. but that's uh, that I'm may not matter. An, another word for booze. That's so hard one because like alcohol isn't any better. Well, I was thinking hooch, you know, because it's got a rhyme. It's supposed to rhyme with you. So uh, that's kind of hooch is probably better. You think hooch would be better? better I'm drowning in my hooch. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a like an aggressive end to a line, but it is. Yeah. It flows at least a little better than booze. Well, I was thinking about changing it and drowning in the booze because mm. my I think is part of the reason why. But yeah, booze seems like kind of a booze is kind of a goofy word. A little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. So that's something, um, but I don't know. I, I like a lot of the stuff there and I, I probably, yeah, th this one, I feel like there's going to be some minor tweaks and, and mm -hmm. I'll, I, it lacks a lot of the specificity that you have in, in, in your songs. Um, but I'm, I'm going full on metaphor with this and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with just sort of indulging some wordplay. I applaud anyone that can do it. I struggle a lot with, if I start to veer too far from specificity, I have a really hard time of like, I don't know, keeping it feeling real and other people, I know other people are great at that. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, no, I understand that. Cause it's like the, you, you could get too clever. Right. You know? Yeah. It, you start to lose, yeah. like, what is this song even about? And you like start to get, it starts to get too big and too heady and, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting when you were talking about how, um, talking about how you have to find what you're actually trying to say. Yeah. That, but have you ever written a song, though, that was so bland, that the lyrics were so bland that you basically were just saying exactly what you meant? Like, I, I, I think of a song that, uh, you know, I had where it was, I think the chorus was, um, I'm not prepared to love you and it's like so goddamn straightforward mm -hmm. you know you can't use that so you know you you go back and you're like okay well i know exactly what i'm trying to say what's a poetic way to say it mm -hmm. and and i know i rewrote that more from like uh you know i i went back to like a school you know kids perspective on sure. you know not and 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 building a story around like that uh, I mean, have you ever started that where uh, from that spot where you have too much generalities that it's very clear what you're trying to say, but it's not interesting? I think the closest I've gotten to that is that I I found that I can no longer write when I am too emotional. You know, mm. I've tried to write when things were really fresh and I was really dealing with stuff and it gets to be too melodramatic mm. and i think the melodramatic starts to feel like that where it feels it's like too vague too big uh -huh. um and and it is often i think with a little bit of hindsight that 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 feeling of melodrama starts to fade and then you can get to you know the specificity of a letter two years later <laughs> instead of just like woe is me heartbreak that just doesn't translate well the song it's just like it's too big um so that that's i guess as close as i get to that of like you know saying like oh i'm so heartbroken like no one needs that um and it's just too on the nose um yeah sometimes yeah. you need sort of like the hindsight to to see things a little more clearly from a writing perspective and you know there's a little more nuance sure. to the situation with that. Um, yeah. And then you sort of are able to steer away from being so on the nose. 
Well, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'd actually, uh, I'd be interested to hear some of those on the nose versions and, uh, <laughs> and, and just, you know, does it sound like anthemic, uh, you know, pop music or something like that? No. Um, and... just, it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, we are uh, coming to that part of the part of the show where uh, I invite you to promote anything that you would like to promote. Do you have anything that you would like to promote? I would love to say that I have shows to promote, but none of them are finalized. But I do have a bunch of shows coming up in January. Excellent. Um, so you generally, I would say Instagram, MF Balder, or my website, MickeyBalder.com are good places to keep an eye on that that being said i did release my debut ep uh what month are we in about a month ago almost exactly a month ago a month tomorrow um and that labor of love i don't know releasing music is really hard and especially <laughs> re <laughs> releasing like a first go it's a big know, accomplishment i i don't want to veer too far on your on our nice little outro but i was reading a thing from Ira Glass, who's talking about creativity um, and how people that are creative have good taste. Um, but when you're first starting, and that's why you get into being creative, but when oh, you're yeah. first, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. When you're first starting out, you're quote. not good. Um, and that I, you know, I'm, I'm in that spot um, where it's like, you want the things you release to be more exciting, but you still have to appreciate that it's all part of the process. And um you know, it was a, it was a fun experience and I like how it turned out. And well, I congratulate you on doing it and also doing it fairly, fairly early in your career. Cause I, I've, I've yeah. been, I've been trying to focus on being a professional musician for about uh, eight and a half years now. And I, <laughs> I have not put out a polished recording and um, I'm it. working on it now. I'm working on it now, uh, thankfully, but uh but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a glaring uh, gap in my resume. So 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 kudos to you. I think that's it's fabulous that you have that album, and, so, and it's Thank a great you. listen. So everybody, check it out. Called the feeling I once knew. <laughs> I guess I should say the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say it again. What was the name of the album or the EP? A feeling I once knew. All right, by Mickey Balter. Yeah, check it out. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Be sure to like and review the podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at David L. Coyle or on Facebook at Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza. If you have any questions for me or about any of my guests, you can email me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider contributing to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. Mm -hmm.